Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hadley and welcome once again to the Viewfinder Podcast. When you are trying to respond to an emotionally difficult situation, how you deal with it on the outside is as important as what you feel inside. But, as you'll see in the wacky new comedy web series, Innards, what happens in our brains as we attempt to make sense of life's weirdest crises is as funny as the dilemmas themselves. If you've had to battle with an unhelpful customer service representative for a giant and impersonal bank that just happens to hire prison labor to take its customer service calls, or if you've had a hungry co-worker who just can't keep his or her grubby fingers out of your lunch bag, or if you've even been in a yoga class that ends up being far more painful than you expected, then Innards is for you. Innards is streaming on Troma Movies, the official YouTube channel for digital content produced by the legendary studio that brought audiences such all-time cult classics as The Toxic Avenger, Class of Newcomb High, and others too numerous to mention. Troma's equally iconic and brilliant founder, Writer, producer, and director Lloyd Kaufman both produces innards and appears in the first episode as a frustrated bank customer trying to sign into his account while trying to keep cool as he gets what can only be described as customer disservice on the phone. Innards is directed by the equally marvelous Lily Hayes Kaufman, Lloyd's daughter in real life, and is written by Don P. Hooper and Darren Strauss. The show is filled with hilarious parodies and takeoffs on familiar genres like daytime soap operas, film noir, and even music videos. I'm honored to have Lily Hayes, Don, and Darren join me now to talk about innards on this week's Viewfinder podcast. Guys, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Um, We're thrilled to be here, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is great. Now, what inspired you to create Innards, and in what ways do the classic B-movie aesthetics, wackiness, and overall indie spirit that's evident across Troma's decades-long catalog of content influence the visual style and storyline of this series? Lily Hayes, you want to go first? Um, I think that, you know, when we came together, we sort of were just thinking how we, we sort of came together thinking, you know, what ideas did we have? And it sort of was more of us brainstorming in general, like what are fun ideas and how can we sort of actualize those ideas on a small budget and with the resources that we have. So we had access to the YouTube studios. And so we were sort of looking at the space and thinking, what can we make with this sort of opportunity? Um, and I'll let Darren and Don talk about the amazing episodes that, that they each created. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, we, we kind of just got together and we were just bouncing around some ideas. I think I was, I don't even think I was there the day that, that Lily Hayes and Don, um, came up with this concept. I think, I think it was you guys, um, but I thought the, the idea was super clever and it was really fun. And I know, I, I, I think you, you, uh, Lily Hayes and Tom were already kind of bouncing around some ideas. And I think Don might've already had his premise. Um, he had already had his premise in mind. And so I was trying to come up with something that would fit within this framework of, of delving into the minds of people and then having 
the actual thoughts, their real thoughts be actualized in these kind of movie and TV tropes. And I, my, my particular episode, which is called the young and the lunchless, which is the take on the young and the restless, um, which is a soap opera. And um I, my, I mean, the inspiration for my particular episode was that I, I've worked in offices up until COVID. I worked in offices a lot and there was always some sort of soap opera like drama whenever someone's sandwich was stolen out of the office fridge. It was like some epic drama. They would send some mass email and it would just there'd be more drama around around the the sandwich than just <laughs> among many other things that go on during the day. Exactly, exactly. Um and so and then the person that stole the sandwich would never own up to it and it would just be this ongoing thing. I mean I remember working in an office where I think someone was putting their sandwiches in in the fridge and was labeling it, labeling it dead birds. So nobody would take the sandwiches. Like, I mean, this is the kind of like quirky, crazy stuff. So, so the idea that the girl whose sandwich is stolen that in her head, she's, she's a soap opera character. And I had in my mind, you know, Sally Fields, this is not really a soap opera, but Sally Fields, like big speech during Steel Magnolias, where she's like, uh, I want to know why, you know, why, why was my daughter taken from me? And, and then the, the like dingo ate my baby, like epic moment. And, and, but the whole concept being that this was a sandwich and not a human being that was just kidnapped. Um, and then, and then the, the, for the, the person that actually stole the sandwich, the one that will never admit it, um, that he saw himself as kind of that in his head, he was a, a character in like a film noir. And, and that, that's really the way my, my concept came to life. But it's kind of funny because I think mine was the last one that, that came together. But I could, I could be misremembering it. Don, is that, do you remember it that way or no? I don't remember it necessarily <laughs> that way, but it may have been that way. Um, it was a few years ago. Um, I, I know like definitely like Lily Hayes and I, we were meeting and trying to figure out like something that we could do and work on together um, because Lily Hayes and I had met through the Writers Guild, which is also how I met Darren um, almost several years ago. And uh, we were trying to think of something to do and like work with YouTube studios, um, use Troma's page and I was at a book signing with Darren and I told her that we had access to this space and you know, it would be great if we could do something, if she could work on it with us. Um, because we, we had both like started doing a lot of digital series together uh, many moons ago, um, but we never had a chance to like work together. Uh, so, you know, during that time it was like, us three and two other writers, we were just like kind of bouncing around ideas. Um, and and maybe it was just Lily Hayes and I, or maybe Darren was there, I, I don't remember, but I remember us wanted to like, just really get inside the minds of people and the weird shit that goes on during the day and do something crazy because tra trauma's kind of history always involved like wild antics happening in movies, you know, the watermelon crushing, like all, all these kind of things happening. And they had like all these tropes 
And it was like, what if we could get Lloyd in an episode? What if we can um, explore like the, the, the random mediocre things or the, the random like uh, mundane things that happen in life and how intense they are for you emotionally, especially like kind of in this time of like where people are finally confronting mental health issues. It's just like, yeah, when you're on the phone uh, dealing with uh, on hold messaging and dealing with just the people not understanding when you're frustrated about not having access to your money, that this is how it feels, you know, like you're trapped in a tunnel, that you're being tortured by these weird um, monsters, um, which trauma is known for like these kind of oddball monsters and B movies are known for like kind of oddball monsters or, you know, just, you know, I, I love monster movies. I grew up in the era of monster movies. So, so, so bringing that back was kind of cool, especially in this kind of shortened digital format. Uh, and that, that, that I think was just an exciting thing for me. Um, and it was just exciting to work with Darren and Lily Hayes to make all this come together. How have your own actual experiences with the wacky situations we see in each episode inspire these absurdist takes on those real life moments and the way that each character reacts to them in innards? I mean, I guess I just have to admit that, you know, I feel like there's so many trendy exercise classes at the moment and at the forefront in my mind is hot yoga. And I have suffered through just one or two hot yoga classes. And I wish that I could say I have enjoyed it. And I, you know, I just, I, I have been in the situation myself of looking around the room and just breathing in the hot air and just thought this, I just am thinking about like the germs and everyone is just rebreathing this air and how is this possibly good for us? And so I think just in that moment, this, that was just sort of something I was thinking, like, is everyone really enjoying this? Like just thinking what I was experiencing and wondering if other people are truly enjoying that or what's really going on inside their minds. So I just was kind of having a fantasy about what maybe I wanted to believe that I wasn't the only one who was not truly enjoying the moment. So just sort of imagining what other people might be thinking. And then in terms of in, in that moment, when we go inside the, in the yoga instructor's brain, um, uh, Lauren Campbell, who plays the yoga instructor, she actually, uh, after we filmed the scene, we hadn't filmed her inner monologue. And she came up with that idea totally on her own, self-filmed at home. And then we cut it into the episode later. And she came up with a bunch of different ideas and it was really fun. And it was hard to choose which idea that we were going to insert into the episode. We had a lot of different options, but um, after we filmed it, she was like, you know, I had a couple ideas, maybe one of these will work. Um, and it was really fun to, to have this extra, um, extra scene to work into it. Um, so. How about you, Darren and Don? Yeah. I mean, I think when I came up with that, the idea of the bank situation, I, I was just going through something with my bank where they had like misplaced thousands of dollars <laughs> and they, were, they had me on full for over two weeks. Like they were wow. like, oh yeah, it's some kind of error. Don't worry, it'll be back within three to five business days. And then I'll go back in five business days. Like, no, you need to call. Then I was like going back and forth between the office and calling. And then when I, I went back into the to Union Square to the bank and they were like, oh, you know what? It turns out that this is a pervasive problem that's happened with Zelle and the bank. Um, 
and it's it wasn't just you you were just the first person to point it out uh and several people like lost their money like it had just ended up in limbo because like there was a a, a glitch um so so that that's where my mind went was to, to that episode uh and i always you know think of i always try to insert some type of reality into anything i write and not that you know banking is in reality but also like the call center thing is that you know prison labor is used for call centers and and that prison prison is a business that is intertwined with a lot of things so you know having that little moment in there is also just adding to that um and then i just wanted to go into like i was i you know i came up in finance so to have a scene with like how people in finance are acting and you know somebody pointing out um the terribleness that's going on and what they you know while we're doing these things at work we're also they're just having drinks you know um people are really concerned about the issues and it's kind of like a there's always this kind of feeling of like dusting things off um pushing it to the side um in, in favor of big returns so i don't know th- those all, all those things were in my head <laughs> what about you darren first of all i just learned so many things about you don <laughs> we have not gotten that deep um yeah i mean i i uh, the i mean i was just so in love with with both don and lily hayes's work and what they they came up with and it was really fun because we got to be so weird with it and i'm i personally have never um done anything that was this absurdist and this surreal and so that was really fun for for me I mean I certainly didn't get as surreal as these other two brilliant people got but um I'm I'm learning and I'm getting there so that was I think that was the most fun about it and then it was really fun to watch what what these both came up with and these two came up with and and Lily Lily Hayes directed the whole series and she just did such a brilliant job directing all the episodes and seeing all these weird ideas that we had come to life. Um, One of my scenes, which Don plays the character is a film noir scene. And when, when that was set up and it looked like a film noir, I was like, wow, we're doing this. Like, this is for real. (laughs) That was just made a film noir. (laughs) So that was my, that was my experience. That was a great scene. Yeah. Um, and Fleming Larson, who was our cinematographer, did an amazing job with so many looks. I mean, it was so cool. The worlds that Darren and Don created for each of these episodes was unbelievable. And then Fleming Larson really made all of this come to life. I mean, we only filmed this whole series, all of these looks in really two and a half days, which is unbelievable how much we were able to do. And he and his crew just moved so quickly through all of this and with so little was able to make all of this come to life and to move from, you know, a film, you know, film noir look to soap opera look to a music video look to, you know, a, you know, an office with depressing lighting look to a kitchen look to, you know, I mean, it's really, really cool. Um, A $50 budget by, (laughs) that you had to work with. Yes, with a very minimal budget. Um, and we were so fortunate that between, you know, the YouTube studios where we had access to excellent cameras and then um, being able to shoot a trauma where we had all of their props and access to 
everything that they had lying around. So, you know, in, in Don's episode, you can see how he so brilliantly incorporated all of their just weird monsters and all kinds of things that trauma has and the call outs and the shout outs. And I mean, the, the innard song that Don and Dan Laureano wrote together is so incredible. It's so catchy. The lyrics are so brilliant and, sh- and just amazing shout outs to so many of the key, you know, things that trauma fans love and it worked so perfectly as we were shooting that take that takes us through the trauma basement um so that was really fun um and yet oh sorry go ahead it's okay that was shot entirely in one take and performed by abby harper who was also in the episode as lloyd's assistant first episode right exactly exactly um uh and actually done I would, I would love to hear more, actually, because I wasn't even there when Don and Abby and Dan recorded the song and wrote the song. Um, but that would be fun to talk about. I, I came up with the lyrics and kind of a melody, and Dan Laureano worked on composing everything together and pieced it together. Um, he sang like a, the scratch track at first, which was, was great. Uh, and I was lucky enough to know Abby Harper, who we had done comedy together at the pit, um, improv and sketch. And she was available to do it. And she is an amazing singing voice. She's classically trained, but I wanted to do something a little more medley in a way. And uh, she was down for it and she jumped right in there. We recorded over at uh, Little Pioneer in Manhattan. And uh, Craig, who was our engineer, was like really brilliant at just cutting everything together and Abby, uh, just an amazing performer uh, in general. Um, and we just kind of put everything together. Like Dan had the rough track um, and we just modified small things and he just added in some harmonies. And then uh, at, at the very, very beginning of the song, you'll hear my voice when I do the innards, innards, trauma, trauma. <laughs> um, and then we just kind of looped that over. Uh, and it just, it just came, it came together in like this magical moment. Um, it's like a, a, a fun chorus, a fun bridge, um, and, a, and a key change, which I always love key changes in music. How did your cast bring their own talents to bear on this project, considering that it has original songs, as we've discussed, plus the hilarious parodies of familiar genres and their tropes, such as horror, film noir, daytime soaps, etc.? Um, yeah, well, we were really fortunate to have an excellent cast um you know I think like like Darren mentioned I mean when I think of her her episode is so funny and um I mean Darren's writing is so hilarious and Zoe Geltman just really brings out the humor and I just think of this scene when Zoe is just like digging through the refrigerator looking for her sandwich and then one moment later she's just searching, you know, she's just so frantic and giving this unbelievable monologue. Um, and, you know, I think the the cast was just so incredibly passionate and just willing to really dive in. Um, but I'd love to let Darren and Don talk, you know, to the cast. There, yeah, the cast was amazing. And someone like Zoe, she played so many different characters. I mean, she's she's just amazingly talented. I mean, she played the, the uh, the, the prison worker she played my, my in my episode she did a soap queen 
Um, I'm sure I'm missing other things. She just has in incredible range. But overall, I mean, I just think all the actors were were really fantastic. We we had we, there's so many roles in this, so to 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 figure out the casting, I think was was certainly something that we took time with to find the right people that would make sense for it. Um, I know I think a lot of people actually have a history. A lot of the actors have a history with trauma. I think um, Kate McGarrigle, who's in my episode, is in, uh, and, and Zoe might also be in. Um, uh, Shakespeare's Shitstorm. Um, yes, that's right. Well, yeah. That's right. That's yeah, so that's kind of that nice. It was released by Trauma. Right. Yeah, so nice familiar faces for Trauma fans as well. And actually, Alexa Elmi, who is in the yoga episode, she also was in Shakespeare's Shitstorm. That's a really good point. Um, a lot of the crew worked on Shakespeare and Shitstorm too. Yes, that's right. There was a really big overlap. There's sort of this trauma. Um, that's right. There was a really big trauma overlap. Um, and Don, in your episode, um, you brought amazing cast and Ben, Ben, uh, uh, sorry, Benjamin was amazing. Benjamin James, yeah. yeah, Benjamin James was so much fun to work with. And that's another example of someone where after we after we wrapped, we came back and you and I were talking. We were like, we really want to see more out of his character. Um, and that was really fun. We reached out to him afterwards and we filmed during COVID. We were brainstorming what could we film remotely and how could we, you know, come up with an extra scene to get into his brain. Um, and he was really, he was really great to work with. Going through the two sides that are the, the internal conflict of uh, class um, <laughs> inside Ben's brain was really cool to, to do uh, and to conceive. And I'm so grateful that uh, Lily Hayes gave her time. I was like, oh yeah, let's, let's definitely get inside of Ben's brain. It was like kind of missing um, from our initial, like, our initial writing sessions uh, and doing that, that was just amazing. Yeah, I mean, that was a really hard role to play because he basically had to play that against himself. He had to wear one costume and improvise with you on Zoom. Then he had to change his costume and then basically improvise, remembering what he had just made up with you and play the other half with the same right. timing, totally opposite, so that we could edit it back so that it would all fit together. Like that was, and he did it so well. It was really cool. Meanwhile, you guys were just totally improvising and making it up, but it had to be consistent. It was very cool and somehow it worked and it fit together. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's like my way of writing is like talking to myself. So it was just like, he was like saying stuff and I just like went through the script and just started writing it in real time. <laughs> yeah, um, it was great. Speaking yeah, of it was just so much fun. And then, then, then Lily Hayes came out and figured out the selects because I, I, I probably start talking for way too long. Um, and then she's like, okay, all that we could scrap. These are the good points. <laughs> Let's use that. Uh, so it worked out great. Speaking of Ben's, Ben Johnson is the show's art director. He did a tremendous job considering that, again, the low budget you all had to work with. Yes, Ben Johnson was amazing. And he, you know, he actually drove the, I think the night before he drove, you know, like 200 miles to come work on this. Um, and he created the puppets. He created every set. He created all the props. Like you'll, if you notice that there's um, in, in the background, there's drinks that are sort of shout outs to different trauma movies that are labeled, I think with Tromeo and Juliet drinks. Um, 
And he, I, I just don't think he sleeps. I don't know how he does it. It's un, it's unbelievable. And he managed to do it on basically no budget. It was really he's, incredible. He's so pleasant and fun and amiable to work with. Yes. Some of our days were going really long. Um, yes. And he, he's just all smiles and just like super fun to work with. And he's just like, you know, we were, we were changing around schedules very frequently um think things had to get moved around and he was like no problem i'm on it and uh it's it just definitely a ray of sunshine um throughout that three-day shoot or four-day four-day shoot right three and a half <laughs> yeah i think three two maybe two and a half two and a half three and a half i was very short we managed to get a lot done he's actually working on a feature right now he's making his feature i think it's called we're dear awesome yeah lily hayes your dad, Lloyd Kaufman, who is the founder of Trauma and is also a producer on Innards, he appears in the first episode as himself. And in this one, he's stuck on the phone trying to verify his bank account security questions with an irritating customer service representative slash inmate played by Zoe Geltman in one of the many roles she does in the series. You work with him on this show and your relationship not just is a familiar one, but also a professional one. What was it like working with him on Innards? What did he think of the concept and how has he influenced both your approach to filmmaking and the creative perspective you framed your work from? Uh, it's, you know, I mean, it, I feel so fortunate to get to work with him. And the only reason that we were able to make this show is thanks to Troma. So I definitely feel very grateful. Um, I mean, being able to film at Troma and being able to film at the YouTube studios was because the relationship that Troma has at YouTube. Um, and, uh, so definitely grateful for that. Um, but in terms of filming with him, I mean, he, you know, he is his own man and his own thinker and you can try to direct him if you want, but he will do as he pleases. So, you know, um, he is, he is Lloyd Kaufman and, um, that was also Lily Hayes's warning to me. She was like, just so you know, my dad may go off the script. Yes. <laughs> the real ball of energy yeah, happened. so actually you should ask Don because Don was writing his episodes. So I was like, you can write his lines. However. <laughs> However. Speaking of trauma, innards can be seen, as I've mentioned, on Trauma's YouTube channel, Trauma Movies. How does this series carry on the proudly schlocky and independent tradition of trauma while also potentially luring new fans to the studio's existing content and helping trauma to extend its reach through new content beyond traditional media and storytelling formats? Uh, yeah, well, that's a great question. I mean, for existing trauma fans, there's definitely, you know, the lots of shout outs to other trauma movies. I mean, certainly in Don's episode, it opens with uh, Lloyd Kaufman at trauma. There's lots of the trauma monsters. It takes place in the trauma basement. There's, uh, in the background, there are clips, including the trauma Easter eggs. Um, and it also has lots of wackiness and weirdness. And we do all kinds of bizarre things. And um, but uh, and in terms of reaching other audiences, I think we also, uh, you know, take things to in a new direction and, um, you know, explore new areas and that, you know, are going in it, you know, are doing things in a new sort of tone that is our own voice. Like, I think it's great that that the 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 first couple of episodes sort of like transition over to a world that is 
maybe not as um uh, gruesome i guess or or absurd as as some of the trauma movies so i it, it's it's kind of like a nice path and and i don't know you know where we'll go from from that point on because we're only a couple of episodes in don yeah i i think darren said it all um i think when when we were putting it together and it was like we, we had come up with the genres that we were considering like what what kind of genres when we go inside of somebody's brain what those genres could be and we of course, we're like horror has to be one of them. Um, there was a soap opera, and then we went through like several others, um, other like uh, sci-fi movie genres, or just like different types of uh, story directions that that it could happen. You know, if we were going to do animation, if we were going to do this, um, and since I I just done a horror short that had just gotten on award page one, um, written by Tarek Davis, I was I was like, let me, I'll, I'll do the horror episode that'll open it up. So I, I kind of just volunteered to be the one to do that. Um, and then Lily Hayes said that uh, Lloyd would be, would, would be willing to be in that episode. So it was like writing for Lloyd. Um, and I was like, okay, how wacky can I go with this? Uh, and I want, it was weird, like Shakespeare had come out, Shakespeare and Shitstorm was being made at the same time. I'm always like writing and shake, like Shakespeare is like part of like, you know, my, writing history so it's just like uh there was this kind of double double toil and trouble moment with like the people baking uh Lloyd inside that that uh that barrel um so so I, th I think as, as Darren said it was just like you know we wanted to start off with something to get the trauma fans invested in the series with the horror setup with Lloyd and then just start showing our own voices and everything that innards could be uh, going forward. Um, and I, I think they just did a great job because we have like, you know, nuclear explosions and then we have this awesome uh, soap opera scene, which is just, I, I just love it so much because it's, because uh, it's not just because I'm in it, but because of how many different movies it, it and, and TV shows it kind of uh, pulls from uh, and it, it just, I was so when when Darren had did the did the table read for it uh, and gave me Brody to read for afterwards, I was like, would I be able to <laughs> to, to act in this? And, and she she gratefully said yes, and I was like just so happy. Uh, the... Brody's the character you play in the film war segment of the Soul Opera episode. Yeah. One of the other things that is prevalent in in trauma films is a lot of satirical topical elements that there's always a thread and and you know obviously that there's a common thread within innards as well so i think the the trauma audience would relate to that too by the way just so we're clear what episodes did you co-write and direct so i wrote i wrote the the hot yoga episode i directed all the episodes and i wrote yoga don wrote the first episode that lloyd was in and the second episode um, with the two bank employees, and then I wrote the lunch episode. Then, in what ways is Innards similar to and unique from not just Troma's whole body of work, but also existing comedies that are more offbeat than most? I think Darren really sort of hit it on the the head with sort of a you know Troma being funny and you know, satirical and having a message underneath the silly and the goofiness. I think, you know, you see comedy in all of 
innards. Um, but then there's also a message underneath it as well. Um, particularly in Don's episode with looking at the message about what's going on in, in the prisons, you know, there's, there's a message underneath it all that, you know, I think it's more than just the sort of wackiness of what's happening in innards. Um, and even though in innards, it's, you know, much more subtle and there's not as big messages and in trauma films, it's much more extreme and there's a lot more, um, a lot more going on. Um, I think that's sort of one similarity. Um, it's the best kind of storytelling, not just something that entertains, but also has a message underlying it. And what movies or shows would you compare innards to, if any? Oh my God. What, what do you mm. think, Don and Lily Hayes? <laughs> No. <laughs> was there ever anything that we were saying this is like that I, i'm trying to think back i don't think there was any time that i mean there's two things that pop up in my head that that did something similar but it's not like like there was a show when i was a kid called herman's head yeah, i remember that <laughs> there was that and then there was a, a pixar animation or disney animation movie um with the four uh, inside out no inside out yeah right so 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 that so so it's not necessarily that but it was like what we were doing too is like just focusing on mundane things that are really intense because it's like again I, you know these are short videos but like you see it in zoe gutman's frustration about a sandwich you know how something small depending on everything that you're going through during the day could just have tremendous impact on you emotionally and you know using soap opera as a as a backdrop for that or like you know a, a prison person not being interested in what they're doing because they're in prison you know they're, they're not focused on being a call center person it's not it's not being that um they're doing a job that you almost are forced to you know uh because of the the 13th amendment which never really abolished slavery um so, so I think we, we, we touch on a lot of things emotionally in a small space because, you know, our hope, like, I think any filmmaker who comes out and does something digitally or does any project independently is like, okay, what could this become in a, in a longer uh, structure? You know, if we're giving 30 minute episodes, you know, or just more 10 minute episodes for digital uh, streaming services. Um, and then how, how can we fully explore? And then we like, this is like kind of our template uh, that we could grow from uh, and explore more issues and, you know, still use the absurdity, but like to touch on really heartfelt things that we could all relate to somehow. The discovery on, on video platforms is not linear. So people could discover, you know, my, my episode um, first and then go back and watch other episodes. People could discover Lily Hayes's episode first. People could discover Don's episodes first. And so I think we also were kind of looking at it with that story structure of that each video lives on its own. And, and if, if that video is what popped up in your discovery and your search function, then you could watch that and enjoy it and be at that point in the story. And then hopefully um, you will want to watch other episodes or maybe that will be the one episode that you watch, but it has, it's a, a beginning, middle and end, um, which is I think why that mosaic kind of storytelling really works well for the internet viewing. 
Finally, what do you want viewers to get out of watching innards and from seeing how it portrays what our minds do when confronted with unusual dilemmas like the ones portrayed in each episode? I'll let Lily Hayes answer that. Oh, gosh, I hope people are just entertained. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like Don was going to say something so much more deep and I was going to no. like, oh, <laughs> like, That's true, we should be doing that. But I really was just going to say, like, I hope they, they're just entertained. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. I, I have, it's, that soap opera scene is so much fun to me. It's so hilarious. Um, because I grew up watching soap operas, <laughs> I would come home from school and the soap operas would be on. Yeah, <laughs> and I really—I mean, it's just like, oh, let me make lunch for myself or whatever, and I'm watching soap operas with my mom, and uh, just, just, I was like, to be in an episode like that, and and for it to be a crime noir, it was just so much, so much fun to play with, and um, and to you know, using so many scenes, just like, I hope everyone has a fun time, you know, like, and shares it. Yeah, definitely, it's amazing how in real life we tend to make mountains out of molehills in terms of the problems that we deal with every day. And seeing such situations spoofed in this way in innards is it's hilarious. And I think it'll definitely entertain people. Like you said, it's, that's the most important thing that shows like this will do. It'll give you a reason to laugh and also maybe a reason to appreciate the small problems because they're a lot better than having to deal with the big ones. That's for sure. <laughs> That's a great point, especially Seriously. these days. Well, Lily Hayes, Darren, Don, thank you so much for coming on the Viewfinder podcast today to talk about innards. I wish you all the very best of luck and success with the show. And please keep me posted on whatever projects you've got going next in the pipeline. I would love to find out more about them and maybe have you guys on again to discuss them at some point in the future. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to be here. Thank you so much, Chris. That's the Viewfinder podcast for this week. I'm Chris Hadley. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, please stay safe, everyone.